Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. All right, let's get to the eight at eight. Uh, eight stories to get your day going. By the way, you're listening to KLT and KLT HD2, an Odyssey station. One. Uh, Nick Casario met with the media at the Combine yesterday. I thought this was the most significant thing that he said. If you're a Texan fan who's interested in free agency, if you're interested in, okay, who's staying, who's going potentially over the next year or two, here was Nick Casario. This actually, the original question was about the franchise tag, but ultimately led into this. We have some flexibility relative to financial commitments that we might be able to make, but you don't necessarily have to use all your money up in one year. So we've tried to, and I've talked about this previously, really look at your team in sort of two-year increments. So whatever you don't do this year, that money's going to be used in future years. Um, I'm sure I'll get a question here very soon about Nico Collins. That's coming. So that could be a player that maybe he's a part of the future. So you're dealing with the present. You're focused on the short term. But part of our responsibility is to kind of think ahead a little bit. So and just try to make good, sound decisions for the team and the organization. I think Nick pointing out the fact that they could save some space to use in future years is probably something that is worrying people that want them to get super, super aggressive in free agency, Seth. That yeah. He's at least acknowledging the fact that there's there's options on the board for the tech. The Nico mention is the big one, I think, to me for a lot of you know, and the fact that he brought it up unprompted yeah. Yeah. and and kind of said it with a little bit of a smile on his face. I think that this would be the year if you want to extend him and maybe get a little bit of a discount over what it'll cost in free agency. I think this is what you got to remember: if you're the Texans, I mean, it might it might be crucial that if you want to keep Nico Collins, sign him right now because two things are happening in the league. One. The cap just expanded by the fourth largest amount ever. So that's a big thing. Two, teams more and more are realizing, man, you know what? Wide receivers are a huge part of this quarterback equation. And if anything, maybe are even more important than actually nailing it with the right quarterback. So I think the salaries are going to really keep escalating faster than even the cap when it comes to wide receivers. If you could lock Nico Collins down the year before he hits free agency, that might be a really good thing for the long term, the, the long term benefit of the team. Well, and, and D'Amico and Nick have both made comments in the last couple of days, D'Amico especially, about guys in the building that you know already. And I'm not saying run it back and bring everybody back, but I do think there's a next level thing to it with a guy like Nico, where if you you know, if you're stack ranking all the reasons why it's important to know something about a guy and how they fit in the locker room and how they fit on the team and fit in your scheme and everything else, I would put it at the tippy top of the priorities. How do the wide receivers 
what's the chemistry like with the wide receivers and our quarterback, who we anticipate being our quarterback for the next 15 years? Yeah, you know yeah. Nico has a thing with C.J. Stroud. You know there's nothing – there is no mystery coming in how those two are – now, I think C.J. can make it mesh with almost anybody probably – Probably not even almost. Probably anybody. But you know but, with certainty yeah. that Nico's that guy. Well, you know with certainty, and I think this is where you get the benefit of Casario having been a wide receivers coach in New England. Oh, yeah. It's, yes, Tom Brady could build that, build that rapport with lots of different receivers, but you keep building on it every year. And it gets to that point where you have that unspoken understanding you know, on how guys are going to respond to coverage, on how you're going to tweak routes without even having to talk about it. So then you get to that really higher level, 300, 400 level stuff that, yeah, I, I, I'll be the first to say, hey, D'Amico can form a relationship with another tight end if it's not Dalton Schultz, but he's going to have to start at square one in a lot of respects. So yeah, I'm, um, I'm not as worried about Nico Collins' previous injury history. I'm more excited about what I saw with him this year, and I'd, I'd lock that up this summer if they can. Yep. Two. Uh, real quick, Texans promote Rod Wright to their defensive line coach. So uh, I, I think staff all filled out now, I'm pretty sure. They they hired a linebackers coach earlier this week, Rod Wright, D-line coach. So I think we're good to go on the coaching staff. He played at uh, A-Leaf, too. I mean, he grew up in A-Leaf, so he's uh, he's a local guy. Love very it. well thought of in the building and elsewhere. So uh, And it was a part of working with Will Anderson and John Grenard and all of these other guys. So hopefully it's just a smooth transition. Yep. Three. Uh, NFLPA player survey is is out, and the player survey is um, that's the annual survey they've done it for the last couple years now, where players rate their teams based on you know A through F things like the locker room, the training room, the cafeteria, travel, how they treat families, and this year for the first time they graded head coaches and owners. That's fun. Uh, I would say D'Amico Ryans and the McNairs did decently in their grades. D'Amico Ryans an A minus, and the McNairs a B plus. Um, so uh, congratulations uh, to to both of them. In the next segment, Seth, I want to dig into this NFL sur- player survey a little bit deeper. Um, if D'Amico got an A minus, it means unless everybody gave him an A minus, because I'm guessing some people gave him an A plus and an A, it means there are some players out there that did give him, you know, sub A kind of grades. That's a yeah. That's you know? immediately where my mind went to, and you yeah. know it. It, it was like, oh, A minus, nice. Mm. Uh, how come it's not an A plus right. like Andy Reid's? Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we'll try to dig into that in the next segment. But uh, I got, a, I got my, I got my perps. I got my, I, I've guessed my perps on this one. <laughs> I got my short list too. I'd like to expose. <laughs> we all know anonymous surveys. Nobody trusts them. Yeah. At some point, at some point. Just like the steroid report in baseball, the truth will come out, and I'll find out who gave D'Amico a D. Yes. And damn it. I'm coming after you. That's ya. our project for training camp, if we don't figure it out by then, like to sniff out. So, every player we talk to. So, what did you give D'Amico for a grade in the NFLPA player survey? And then we'll analyze whether we think he's Yeah, the truth yeah. Or not. No, we'll strap a lie detector to their arm, is what we're going to do. Um, Texans overall finished seventh. In the survey, which means out of 32 teams, they are... In the upper quartile, yes. winners were in the top quartile of that upper quartile. They're actually in the bottom quartile of the upper quartile. But anywhere in the upper quartile is pretty damn good. So it's The the ownership grade is the biggest one for me, given uh, the public perception of this team and how uh, for so long it was just so easy for people in the national media to act like they were white knights 
who stood for truth, justice, and the American way as long as they bashed the McNair family. Yep. And who would ever want to go play for them? It's nice to see them get a good, solid grade from their players. I like seeing it. And they and the big the place where Cal got big-time grades is investment in the team. They like seeing the fact that he ain't afraid to spend money. So that's that's good, too. Yeah, Four we're going to complain about that coming up next. Yep. Um, He's spending too much money in the team. Trade. Damn it. He needs to spend that money elsewhere. Speaking of money, franchise tags, they're going to start – They've already started coming down. This one surprises me a little. It's not done yet, but um, the Colts, Chris Ballard has said if they can't reach an agreement with Michael Pittman that there's a good chance they could use a franchise tag at the wide receiver position on Michael Pittman. And the reason it surprises me, Seth, is for something that you had pointed out, Nick Casario said yesterday, which is the franchise tag is generally sort of a starting point in negotiations once you slap it on a guy. Right, Because it shows that you clearly think he's worth – say, $25 million at the wide receiver position, at least for one year. So that's the starting point. I don't think Pittman is in that category of wide receiver, in my the, opinion. The thing about the Colts right now is that compared to the Texans, at least, they don't have nearly as many of their own free agents that they have to replace. So I don't know how aggressive they want to be in bringing guys in. They've got, But they've got some cap flexibility. And I think this might just – I don't want to call it a luxury purchase, but they might say, all right, look, we've got – We've got a bunch of young guys. We've got Michael Pittman, and we we don't have to retain many guys, and not certainly not name guys on the team, so they can they've got the money to yeah, young quarterback. I don't want to say they've got the money to spend because that's something you say when you're spending other people's money, but it makes sense that might this might be just like a little bit of a mini splurge. No, them. they profile as a team that can do it, like mathematically yeah. they can do it. I'm just not sure. Pitt, I, I'm I don't I don't feel that way about Pittman as a player. You have, your point is definitely well taken. Five. As far as other franchise tags go, this Chiefs have. Slap the franchise tag on Legereus Sneed. If they haven't yet, they're going to because they've given him permission to seek a trade. So um, that would seem to indicate to me that Legereus Sneed ain't all that hepped up about having a franchise tag slapped. I mean, he's playing for the world champions right now. So now he wants to trade away from there. They're giving him permission to seek a trade. So uh, Yeah. Uh, this is the, the, the huge question that comes from this is, okay, Chris Jones then – not going to get the franchise tag in this scenario. Can't, yeah. And I think Chris Jones is the one that's more valuable to them, uh, just because the Chiefs are really, really good at developing defensive backs. I don't think that it's as easy to maybe develop a new Snead or not. Um, but I, I, because the Chiefs already spent four million dollars just to retain the option to franchise tag Chris Jones, I'm guessing they're about to unload a huge contract. On, on Chris Jones, which it's going to make it tougher for them to operate moving forward, et cetera, et cetera, which is exactly what we were saying two years ago uh, before they went and uh, won two more Super Bowls. Two more Bowl. Super but Bowls still, and traded Tyreek Hill. Yeah. yeah. Yep. Six. Speaking of getting permission to seek trades, uh, the New York Jets have given Zach Wilson, their former second overall pick at quarterback, permission to seek a trade. This last season, I guess, was really probably his last chance to – to uh, to impress the Jets, and he did a couple of times, but more often than not, he did not. Eventually, he got benched for Tim Boyle at one point during the season. Um, so Zach Wilson, Seth, how how, uh, how what are the chances of one of these teams that maybe has an offensive minded head coach or a wizard at offensive coordinator getting Zach Wilson the reclamation project back to some semblance of being a decent quarterback? I, I think there's a lot of teams out there that like a Sean McVay or a Kyle Shanahan or somebody like that. You know, like the, the Kyle Shanahan has a thing for Sam Darnold and, and, and is very intrigued by that. I think there's – I think there's – I would put it at over 50% that a team trades 
a sixth or seventh round pick. Yeah, I think Zach a day Wilson. three pick feels about yeah. right. Yep, for Zach Wilson, and they uh, and they view it as a you know basically a scratch off ticket. I was looking for odds on his next team, and I don't see any up yet. Okay. Texans. Um, so the Texans aren't on that odds board. Yeah, I think they're at the bottom of the list of teams, probably. Yeah. It'll be a team with an older quarterback. My guess, team with an older quarterback with a, an offensive-minded head coach kind of fits Vikings, the Vikings, uh, I don't know, for some reason, you know, depending on exactly how it all shakes out with the Vikings, they might be keep him around like as a third third quarterback in development, break glass in case of emergency, or if we end up tanking or something. Yeah, I, 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 thought, I thought about the Vikings. Let's skip ahead to this uh, Casario, Nick Casario. We're going to hear from him a little later on in the show. This is just a fun little blip from the uh, NFL Network. He was on with Tom Pelissero and Ian Rappaport and uh, Mike Garofolo on the NFL Network live from the Combine. I like this question. This is from Tom Pelissero to Nick Casario. What's your... What's your least favorite? What's the worst scouting term that you hear out there? What's the worst scouting term? Something that you see in reports. You're just like, please stop writing that. Uh, I would say, I'm not going to get too far into this, but the whole body typing and some of the vernacular that's associated <laughs> with that. So, I mean, I don't really care how knotted his calves are. So, yeah, <laughs> there it is. Knotted calves? I've never knotted heard that one calves. before. Knotted calves. I don't know. Calves are impressive, man. I mean, you know what? We got to check out Nick. Nick might be blessed with good calves, and because of that, he might not think it's all that big a deal. Not impressed. Whereas those of us who have like shins that go Cankles? straight down from yeah. the, <laughs> I might as well have a peg leg. I've got huge calves, but there's no definition to them. I, I take offense to that, Nick. I'd love to have knotted up calves. No kidding. Me too. Me too. I've never heard that term before, knotted up. I hadn't either. It that, makes sense, though, too. That's what it looks like. Yeah. So you got a knot at the top of your lower leg. Yeah. I, on, the upper, on the lower quartile of your upper quartile <laughs> of your leg. That's right. That's right. <laughs> the, uh, I, I tell you, one thing I like about Nick, he, he seems to poke the appropriate amount of fun at the industry that he's in. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, it, like there, I think there's a lot of GMs out there that see the combine in these pro days if deep down, probably like the justification for what they do, you know, and all the things like fluid hips and knotted calves and small hands and all that. Oh, yeah. boy, we gotta you know we gotta put in fifteen hours a day on this guy and really get into the nooks and crannies. This guy's a player. I, the thing I like about Nick, like he does he does acknowledge the ridiculousness of some of what they. I mean, he even says himself, like, "Hey, man, the draft, like, well, we're gonna get like I, half of them right, and we're gonna get okay. half of them wrong." I'll get a little bit nerdy here. The the whole him not liking some of those phrases like that, yeah. I, there is something to be said for, uh, you know, I think I heard Daniel Jeremiah talking about this, that back when he was a scout, you write up so many reports, and you you know, there's only so many different ways you can say the same thing, so you try to juice it up a little bit, almost for your own entertainment, yeah. but the problem with that is then all of a sudden, you know, for the sake of literary greatness you end up maybe not necessarily being as accurate right like there's, there's something to be said for like i don't need it to be colorful i need to use the same terminology all the yes. time and now what daniel jeremiah currently does and those guys are like okay they need to be entertaining to a mass audience but yeah if i'm nick like i don't want to hear the colorful way you say it right. i want to see i want to hear a standard term that i can apply to other people and everything Bingo. you're not damn hemingway just give me the damn <laughs> give me the give me the facts there you go uh, a Kentucky couple's nuptials became a one-stop shop for love and convenience, taking place in a gas station bathroom. Tiana Abney so, tells TMZ that she and her partner, Logan, went from joking about getting married in a convenience store bathroom 
to actually saying I do in the bathroom of the Hop Shops convenience store in Verona, Kentucky, with family and friends around. They got married in a convenience store restroom. There's pictures on TMZ. Parents of both parties were there. They're dancing in the candy bar and fountain drink section afterwards. They got married. Now, I will say this. I will say this. And it happened on Valentine's Day, no less. Um, Expenses total for the wedding? 700 to 800 bucks. That's not bad. That's actually, well, I mean, yeah, the prices are elevated in those things, too, compared to a, if they'd had it in a grocery store, they probably could have done it for, for a lot less. Yeah. But they didn't want to walk, they didn't want to walk the, the extra parking lot. 20 yards to go inside, <laughs> and then there's that. more walking I around and everything. In a grocery store, it would have been four to 500 bucks, <laughs> but in a convenience store, it's seven to 800 bucks. I, I'll tell you what, I think convenience stores, and we'll leave Bucky's out of the whole discussion, because that's a whole nother level. Yeah. I, I feel like they get a bad rep. I think that uh, the, the thing that a lot of chains have done in recent years to where it's almost become a little mini pizzeria, yeah. not to mention some other chain chain fast food places or anything, uh, I've, I've become more and more of a fan. I don't feel as depressed when I find myself hanging out or having my lunch that extends on into dinner in a convenience If they store. look clean from the outside, I'm all about it. Like, go, I'll go in and check that oh. out, and I'll even buy food. From, I'll buy food that's made in the store at a convenience store. You know what I've started to do more and more is some of the big truck stops, just because they're, like, they're so – like the restrooms are clean as hell. They're yep. huge. You, you know, I could buy, I could buy a, 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 a one-speaker headset if I wanted to. Dude. Um, <laughs> like, oh, and a weed whacker, like at some of yeah, these places. Yeah, yeah. Like <laughs> – it's incredible. Some I bought. What'd you get at that truck stop? I got. Uh, I got some AirPods. Uh, I got a weed whacker, and I got a big sign that says "Don't mess with Texas." That I'm yeah. gonna hang on the back of my truck. Yeah. The only the the downside of it is like having to pretend like you're you know, like that you can hang out with the truckers when you go towards the back, right. and you know there's kind of that divide. Sometimes there's a strict dividing line. Like I know I can't go in and sit in one of the easy chairs or anything. Yes. But you know you you come across a couple of the truckers and you try to grunt a little bit like you're a real man or something. Like ah, ah. they can sniff that out, Seth. Ah. I know, I know, I know. I know you're big and you're wearing some, you know, some jeans, but you're not one of us, all right? I usually go by and I'm like, ah, taxes, ah, road conditions, ah, 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 four wheelers, ah, parked on the shoulder, huh? Uh, okay, uh, that was the eight and eight. You got any math? Yeah. Eight stories to get your day going. Verona, Kentucky. Verona, Kentucky. Maybe uh, a lot lizard. <laughs> <laughs> it's a trucker version of. <laughs> All right. Uh, up next, uh, let's circle back. The the Texans scored pretty well in this NFLPA survey. I think D'Amico's score, even at an A minus, was a little lower than I expected. A grade it's from his bogus. players. Yeah. Seth and I are going to try to figure out which players gave D'Amico the grades that dragged him down. We've got a short list here. We'll go through them coming up next. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, 
celebrity interviews, or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road, the steeper the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Sports Radio 610 presents Payne and Pendergast. All right, so the um, the NFLPA does a survey each year where players play, and I think most of the players probably go ahead and fill this thing out. J.J. Watt pointed out that he's taken two votes that he's done as a player the most serious in his career. It's not the NFL Top 100, much to my chagrin, because that's my favorite. Uh, Pro Bowl, things like that. He's seen guys throw those in the trash, put their friends' names in there, make a rookie fill it out for them. The two he's taken the most seriously, voting for team captains, and then this NFLPA ownership facility report card. And I think, you know, it's one of those things. There, I mean, there's some funny things in here about other teams, thankfully. Not so much the Texans. Like, there are some teams that scored really poorly in here for a variety of reasons that you would think NFL teams would be beyond. You know, things like sewage in the locker room, Washington. Um, but I think it's significant because it, it, they, they grade teams across about, I don't know, 10 or 12 different categories, including a letter grade for the head coach and the owner. First time they did that this year. Um, but it's things like the cafeteria, the training room, the weight room, the weight staff, the training staff, travel, how you treat families, all these things. And the Texans finished seventh out of the 32 teams. They were fourth last year. So down a few spots, but still pretty high up the board. I, I don't know, Seth. Like I think, especially for a team that has salary cap space and is looking to attract free agents, if I were a free agent, I would be very, very interested in this report card. No, I'd, I'd be really interested in the report card. And sorry, my headphones were messed up. That's okay. Um, I'd be really interested in the report card. Uh, but also, I, I think the D'Amico thing, D'Amico having an A minus, which sounds like it should be an awesome thing, but it was only his total overall grade was 14th in the league. I think that the the coach and the head coach, as long as they're not graded bad, like Josh McDaniels was graded an F. Like people are people around the league really like D'Amico, and players know that, and players talking to current players know that they like D'Amico. The thing that's going to hold D'Amico back from getting an A or an A plus at least for these next couple years is that they've got a lot of turnover, and they've also got a lot of competition at positions to where 
there's various guys either currently on the roster or guys who were on the roster and aren't any longer that maybe felt like, oh, they didn't get their fair shake like they should have. So that's just there's gonna be there's gonna be more sour grapes with the Texans than there are with others. Yeah. It's um that's why it's it's uh like A minus actually when a lot of the guys who voted for that probably either you know didn't it maybe signed here as free agents and then didn't get the job they wanted or didn't get to start or maybe that demoted somewhere along the way. Like for him to still get an A minus, I actually feel like that, that's higher than I would have expected. Yeah. I, I look, I, I think free agents around the league know D'Amico Ryan's. I, I don't think this grade, I, yeah. th- as far as this report card goes, I don't think free agents are pulling this report card out and going, Hmm, D'Amico got an A minus. I need to sit and think about this. I do. He's think, not going to power rank D'Amico versus the other coaches. And no, make a decision he's, based he's on a that good coach yeah. and a good dude and a former player. Man, I'd love to play for D'Amico Ryan's. I do think, and we'll get into D'Amico's grade in just a second. But I do think things like all the behind-the-scenes stuff, the locker room and travel and how you treat families and all those yeah. things, I think that, like those are things that this is, the, this is really, other than talking to other players, this is the only window that you have into that sort of thing if you're not in a building that you're looking to go play in. It is actually pretty cool, and I'll give J.C. Treader, the players, uh, the players rep, president uh credit for this it's one thing when you can talk to a few guys that you know or might not know and then sometimes you might be go visiting a team that you don't know anybody at all that plays on that team you're just getting kind of a smattering of advice about what the place is like and it's this is way more objective um and like way more complete obviously like if i'm going and i'm seeing that if i'm somebody who really cares about the the cafeteria and the dietitian and everything like I look at the Texans, the place like, oh, okay, cool. I'm gonna have the support I need. They yeah. got, they've got the third highest rated nutritionist slash dietitian, and uh, that's that's really like that's something that affects me professionally. That they are the only team that had an individualized diet plan for each player. The Texans. Yeah. How about that, huh? Yeah, how you like that, free? What do or you, at least what one do you think of that, Justin Matabike? Huh? I, I was kind of surprised by that in the way they said it. I wonder if it was just like they had the only one where guys were like universally happy with it because I felt like I don't know Roberta Anding was the dietitian when we were there and she was very good about individualizing everything so I maybe I assumed that that's just how it was around the league and it's not necessarily yeah I don't care they're the only ones who have something and I'm like yeah they're the only ones well this is one thing that Cal one thing that Cal hadn't gotten credit for until recently and that honestly Jack Easterby deserves some credit for this too um is like pushing for a lot of the stuff that's not controlled by the salary cap yeah it's amazing to me some of these teams that will spend two hundred and twenty five million dollars on salary, but then they skimp on the the freaking cafeteria. Yes, which is like it's like it's like buying a Lamborghini and then just not giving a damn about what kind of oil you put in it or yeah. something. You know, like you're just hiring analogy. the cheapest mechanic. Hey, Walmart changes oil, right? Yeah, take the Lamborghini <laughs> to Walmart. It's a Walmart. It's just, <laughs> yeah, so you've got these Lamborghinis out there that are kind of finely tuned machines yeah and then they skimp on all this other stuff like cal cal has been very willing to pump money into that stuff that theoretically should especially when you get into the upper echelons like you're just you're just trying to grab an extra half a win here and there you know little increments absolutely all right so D'Amico gets an a minus and i think look i think here in houston if you ask around town what grade do you think D'Amico ryan's got from his players as a as a letter grade, I think most Texan fans would be like, A plus, A at worst. He got an A minus. So that means, Seth, that just the math tells us that there were some grades handed down by Texans players filling out this survey 
or NFL players who maybe aren't on the Texans anymore who just didn't grade D'Amico all that well. I've got a few names in front of me here that I've okay. I'll float a few. I know you've got a couple as well. Say whether it's the like the likelihood yeah. that they actually did or did not create D'Amico down. They slapped D'Amico with like a C or a B minus. I don't think anybody gave him a D or an F. I think even like the you know even the players if maybe feel like they were undervalued or something. I don't know. Well, I don't. The thing about that though is just like your Uber rating. All it takes is one one star review. Yeah, yeah. To really knock you down a huge chunk. As you so know, it could be, yeah. It could be just one. <laughs> yeah, yes, yes, as I know. <laughs> I went from star pupil to like barely able to get somebody to pick me up. Oh, right. like in the course of three days. Damn it! All right, let me give you these names. Uh, I'm be- and I'm being serious about this one. Shaquille Griffin. Shaquille. Oh yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, you went on record. He got publicly c- grousing about the the coaching staff. Yeah, yeah. I think Shaq Griffin might have slapped D'Amico with a D or a D minus or something. Because he said that Frank Ross basically got cut <laughs> because Frank Ross sold him out. And I'm not buying that, by the way. But like that would also go under the guise of okay, well, you know, D'Amico stood up for D'Amico believed Frank Ross instead of me yeah. or something like that. Yeah. And again, yeah. this is just this is just us speculating. Um, and I know that this particular player has family members that listen to the show, so I'm sure if I'm off base on this, but really? you know, who is it? They tra- well, Josh Jones. They tra- you know Josh Jones from Houston here. They trade. Oh, his for- uncle listens, right? They trade for yes. They trade for Josh Jones. He gets traded here. He starts a couple games, and then he just kind of sits back and watches basically the whole offensive line shuffle all year long, and he's just kind of sitting there watching all these guys get bumped ahead of him on the offensive line. And you know, the thing about Josh Jones, though, was that he came in and he was miscast as a guard, yeah, and he plays tackle a lot better. So yeah. it ended up being more – I think it was more about, like, George Fant – which, don't get me wrong, a guy can still be disgruntled for this reason. Right. So maybe the fact that he came in and played guard, which he really wasn't suited for. Yeah. That, and he looked a lot better when he went out to tackle. That Maybe that's what, maybe the fact that he would have played guard would yeah. be reason to, to downgrade yes. D'Amico. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm over that. I would say, uh, you know what, if I'm Josh Jones, I say he's yeah. justified. Yeah. That's a, that's, a, that's a legitimate gripe. Okay. C minus. Yeah. Um, Davis Mills. I think Davis Mills might have taken a look. I know Davis Mills is as vanilla and milk toast as it gets, but I can see where Davis Mills looked at week 15 and was like, hey, man, I've been the backup all year long, and now you're pivoting to Case Keenum. Mm-hmm. Out of nowhere, you're pivoting to Case Keenum. I've been prepping for the, a moment like this all year, and now you go to Case Keenum. D you know I, plus. You know what I would like to know about that? Mm. That scenario, because that might have been one of the most least popular moments for D'Amico Ryans was when – the Texans decided to go with the semi-rotating quarterbacks. In the Cleveland game? That was bad. In the Cleveland game yeah. the week later. But the week before, everybody on the team did a pretty good job of keeping things quiet. Yes. It wasn't disclosed until relatively deep into the week. That or No, we didn't We didn't really know until the day before, did we? The day we, before, yeah. Like, I think like Saturday the, we found out. Yeah. I remember, I remember getting the looks from guys at the station. Yeah. Like you, yeah, yeah, yeah. when I was saying like, hey, you know, they haven't actually said that Davis Mills is starting. Right. Like, we don't know this. And people looked at me like, there goes Seth with his stupid ideas that again. That was me. I said that. There goes Seth. I didn't no, say that. I couldn't I, even get you to talk about it. I didn't I'd be like, say hey, that. like, you know, I they thought haven't. It. I didn't say it. I didn't and, and people would say, well, I mean, that's what everybody's thinking. Like, yeah, everybody's thinking that. Yep. Bunch of lemmings, damn it. <laughs> um, uh, so, no, but I, what I would wonder is, like, did Davis himself know, you know, yeah where it was going, how open were they with the communication about all that? Yeah, yeah. And I wonder if, uh, you know, it's funny, last year, 
I feel like the media would have been going after Lovey Smith as they did. They actually went after Lovey Smith in one one week about like, come on, just release it. Nobody cares. Uh, like all of a sudden this year, D'Amico's doing it. And it's like ah, gamesmanship. Yeah, you go, D'Amico. Yeah. Well, it helps <laughs> that you have like nine wins at the time. Right. right. Um, sleeper pick: the smiling assassin, Damian Pierce. Benched Just at the for, end of the year. Yeah. Yeah, you brought uh you brought you brought your buddy in to run this system that I don't that I can't, really can't even take I'm, sh- to. I'm shuffling my feet here like Fred Astaire trying to get through a hole in the line. I can't find I don't I don't know what I'm doing here. You know Damian Pierce, man, if you I feel like you'd have to do something really severe to get Damian Pierce on your bad side. I yeah. think Damian is totally a guy yeah. who, on every customer survey, gives a five no yeah. matter what. No, that's why he's a sleeper he just, pick. Like, he <laughs> really has to think about it before he gives a three. Yeah. He's just like, even if it, and that's, and a three is when somebody is like really giving bad service, then he'll give him a three. Yeah. So yeah, I doubt it. I bet, I, I bet Damian gave everybody an A+. plus. You got one more log to throw on the fire here? Oh, yeah, Jalen Petrie. Oh, because uh, Jalen Petrie yeah. was all but called out by D'Amico yeah. as he was demoted within a game. Yeah, uh, you know that same Cleveland game. Yeah, yeah. I mean, after the game, he talked about how basically, you know, D'Angelo Ross shouldn't have been in single coverage there because there's mm. supposed to be safety help. Um, Jalen Petrie didn't play. I mean, he didn't call him by name, but like everybody did the math and nobody corrected our math on that one. Um, I could see maybe, I, and like. Jalen Petrie had golden boil, like golden child status, and then lost that golden child status. Mm -hmm. And if if you've ever watched a movie about spoiled rich kids, uh, they hate it when stuff's taken. I don't know if you've ever seen Brewster's Million, Sean. But <laughs> like Richard time, Pryor does not yeah. get an A-plus from that kid at first. No, he's not. No. So basically, this was like Brewster's Millions, yeah. except D'Amico was Richard Pryor. <laughs> All right. Um, okay, Payne and Pendergast with you. Back to free agency. It, we crossed the threshold, at least I did yesterday, on this Saquon Barkley thing, where there is now a faction, and the faction's about to get a label, and it's a label that you don't want, and I'm going to tell you what it is coming up next. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You'll be glad you did. Live from the Twin Peaks studios, Sports Radio 610 presents Payne and Pendergast. All right, we'll get to uh, Nick Casario at the top of the hour. It's He, he had a, a few things, I think, worth digging into. 
from yesterday's press conference. We'll get to it at 9 o'clock today. Someone texted in playing off of our Nico Collins conversation earlier. Would you do three years, $58 million for Nico in a second? I would drive, I would walk to D'Amico's house wherever he lives and bring the papers to him myself. Three years, $58 million for Nico Collins. He's, that would be... He's going to well, get more than that. The the thing about it, too, is that it would be an extension. That, that would be locking him down for four years, including this next one. Correct. Because it would be something that wouldn't kick in for another uh, another year. So, yeah. Um, because what, what's the figure for – what's the franchise tag figure right now off the it's top gotta of your head? It's got to be mid-20s. Tell me now. It's got to be mid-20s for a wide receiver. It's the average of the top five salaries. So, you yeah. got Tyreek making 30. You got Devontae Adams it's, making 30. Uh, it's $21 million. Really? Yeah. Okay. All right. That's, I'm, I'm off base then. Um, so you're wildly off base. Yeah, I guess you wild, of a, wildly yeah. off base. Okay. Um, so Seth, I crossed over to, uh, on this Saquon Barkley thing, not crossed over to where I'm like now all in on Saquon, like some folks are, but crossed over to, um, to categorizing the group of folks who are insane for Saquon Barkley yesterday. Cause it, I got into a conversation cause as you know, I, as you may have seen, there was a graphic of Saquon Barkley uh, from PFF. Three years, $36 million, $20 million guaranteed. And I just tweeted, no, I'm, I'm out. You know, at that price, that in my mind, I'm thinking, no, no, at that price, I'm out. You know, if people want to engage me in conversation, I'll be happy to say, no, I'd do Saquon Barkley for the Texans at a lower price. Right. And people saw that, and, I, you know, I'm out. And like, I, replies, 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 replies. Some were intelligent and well thought out. Even some of the ones where I, I disagree with, I'm like, okay, I, I can see your argument. But then there's a ton. I don't know why, but it's like Saquon, even more than Mike Evans, Saquon brings out something in Texan fans. And I think I think a lot of it has to do with the fact that the betting boards think that the Texans are the favorite to get him. So it's very intoxicating. I think some of it certainly has to do with the reports that Saquon wants to come here. The sizzle reel and the highlights of Saquon are, are are very enticing as well, as you've pointed out. But it crossed over for me yesterday when I was in a conversation with uh, a listener on social media. And they said, uh, they said respectfully, I'm just telling you your opinion is asinine. Talking about my opinion, not wanting Saquon. <laughs> respectfully, yeah. they're telling me it's yeah. asinine. Um, said the 49ers have 10 players over $14 million. The Chiefs have a lot. The Rams spent in one. Recent history proves the teams that spend – are the teams that won. And that's where I had to like pump the brakes again and say, okay, I'm going to say this many. I'm not saying don't spend. Right. You're just mad that I don't want to spend on Saquon Barkley. Like you're taking yeah, the yeah. not wanting to spend on Saquon and, and you're conflating that with me wanting to hold all this cap space close to the vest for for a rainy day someday. It, it feels a lot like people are, because they're not getting what they want, which is you to agree with them on signing Saquon Barkley. They're turning into just the old schoolyard. Like, oh, what are you scared? Yeah. Oh, are you scared? Yeah. Oh, are you scared? Yeah. Like, no, I just want to spend my money elsewhere. I don't want to, I don't want to buy your golden pony. Bingo. Bingo. Yeah. And, 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 and so I it's, think- it's exactly what it is. You know what it is? It's that dude. It's like he's into My Little Pony, mm-hmm. and he wants you to spend all of your time and energy on My Little Pony. Yeah. When you're like, no, I'm into Transformers. I like that. Right. I like Transformers. Right. And dinosaurs. I want to spend. Just not yeah. on that. Just not on. Your- I just like. I, I like garbage pail kids. Right. Whatever. I'm not. I'm not going. I'm not a brony for you. Yeah. Okay? <laughs> brony. Okay. <laughs> Bronies. Um. So, that's where I sat back, and after you know, kind of going through all the replies and everything else. And I know it's my choice to be on there. I can always just not go on there. Um, I think we've reached a point, though. You know how when 
things get a little dicey with the Astros. There's very polarizing topics like Jose Abreu or or Jeff Bagwell. Or well, mm-hmm. Jeff Bagwell wasn't really polarizing. Everybody was mad at Jeff last year, but but other things we go well. Astros Twitter, right? Rockets yeah. Twitter. Rockets Twitter is a big one, right? Especially Jalen yeah. Green Twitter is it? Jalen Green Twitter. Jaylen, that's more specific. Yeah, yeah. it's got to be about a, a specific individual yeah. where it gets psychotic, like two uh, two and on. It's what they call. To a tongue of Iloa Twitter. Twitter, yeah. It's, uh, it's, it's, it's kind of a next level, yeah. We are... We well, are, Jeremy Lin back in the day. Jeremy Lin. We, we are at a point where there is now Saquon Twitter. Yeah. There is Saquon Twitter. Saquon there, Texans Twitter. Saquon Texans Twitter. And, and these are the credos. If, you, if you're wondering, Sean, are you talking about me? I would ask you, do any of these, do any of these, not all of them, but do any of them fit your line of thinking with people maybe who don't want Saquon? Um, I just outlined one of them. If you if there's people who don't want to sign Saquon for twelve million a year to Saquon Twitter, it means you don't want to spend aggressively at all. Like they'll uh-huh. tell they'll tell you we have the cap space, right, which I right. say I know. I do a radio show. I know we have the cap yeah. space. Number two, Saquon Twitter will tell you that Saquon's issues are all about Daniel Jones and a bad offensive line without giving that same treatment to other running backs. In this class of free agents. Yeah, that's what drives me crazy with Derrick Henry. It's yeah. like that Derrick Henry outperformed Saquon Barkley uh, to an extreme degree this last year, and he was running behind the worst offensive line in football. Yeah, but he had Will Levis. Okay. Uh, <laughs> that's so okay. Um, it's just, it's not the same thing. And other running backs as well have performed better than than Saquon Barkley has over the course of the past four years with, you know, without perfect circumstances. And I, I, that's where I just don't get it. And honestly, I was in the same boat with Christian McCaffrey. It's there's the Christian McCaffrey's injury history would have scared the hell out of me. If I were, if I were a team that was really relying on Christian McCaffrey to be the guy that, that brought us to the the promised land. Yeah. Cause the Texans, you gotta like, remember last year, like the Texans were not, um, they still weren't even a, a good offense theor- and, uh, throughout the course of the season. Scoring-wise, they were not a, a genuinely good offense. Tank Dell being there makes a huge difference, don't get me wrong, and they got better in a lot of respects, and I think they're going to be better this year. But it's not just the cherry on top right there. They've got a lot of other things that they got to spend on um, before you take an injury-prone running back. Yeah. The injury-prone part of it, and I know, he's, I know he hasn't missed that many games, then, then your excuse must be that he just sucks sometimes well, because he's affected by injuries when he's out there. That, that brings us to number three, and there, th- this one popped up yesterday, there, that Saquon's injuries aren't really injuries. They're all fluky. Um, yeah. they, there was a, a dude who put a thread together with literally the video of some of Saquon's injuries. Like, well, in this one, look, he got rolled up by this guy on his ankle. And yeah, this that rarely one, happens. And this to an NFL one, running back. This yeah. one, this is what happened with his knee. Like that. I yeah. guess the point is that maybe like Saquon's injuries aren't like soft tissue. Like, oh, I've got a hamstring or a quad kind of thing. But I don't know if I've ever heard of a fluky injury with a running back. I yeah. got, like. I'm trying to think of like what what's a fluke like a fluky injury for a running back is when maybe you you uh, run into the concrete and slide on the concrete past the bench area or something and and hit the ground or maybe if you get hit by, by a motorcycle on the way to the game yeah like you get running backs get it from all directions that's yeah. why the the ones that are the ones that are durable and or tough yep. like actually tough and that's where like Saquon Barkley doesn't I don't under you know what it bothers me with Saquon Barkley Sean hmm. 
I don't understand, like, if you're somebody that wants tough football players, why you want a guy who routinely is so unimpressive in yards after contact, broken tackles, all of those things. Like, it's just, he's very Goldilocks. And, like, he needs everything to be just right, and then he can have a great run. Like, why do you want that to be the emblem of your football team? Yeah. Like, do you not want somebody that really just majors in lowering their shoulder and physically destroying guys? Yeah. I don't get it. Like, why do you want somebody who gets tackled by lesser football players yeah. so easily. I just want to make I feel sure. like I I thought you guys were tougher than that. Like I thought you guys gave a damn Boy, about projecting a tough you image. Are just, and maybe I'm just wrong. Yeah, you, you I tell you what. I mean, you are just staring at the face of Saquon Twitter and just spitting right in their eye right now. That was Seth who said those things, Saquon Twitter. <laughs> Not me. Saquon. You, you you took your shots at me yesterday. Uh, you know there's also a large crossover I noticed. And this has nothing to do with the Texans signing Saquon or anything else, but I do notice there's a, a decent crossover with Saquon Twitter and the feel sorry for running backs who are criminally underpaid guy. Yeah, I don't get that. That I really don't understand because look, why do you care when it comes to signing guys to your football know. team? Like, I is this a know. habitat for humanity for wayward <laughs> running backs or something? People replying like they're criminally underpaid. I'm like, I don't like, care. So what? Yeah. So what? Good. So what? Yeah, good. Oh my god. Yeah. Like, hey, look, I was a run stuffing defensive lineman. Do you think I like have I started a nonprofit to help? Run stuffing defensive linemen that aren't really all that highly regarded anymore because the game has changed. I tell you God, what, no. you haven't started. Hey, you, fat you, bastards, go on a diet and learn how to rush the passer. You stupid idiot. You, yeah, I, you haven't started a nonprofit, but you know, just for you, Seth, I'm going to start up. What did you call yourself? Of uh, 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 interior. What? Uh, uh, run stuffing interior. Run stuff. I'm going to start run, run stuffing run, defensive tackle. I'm going to start yeah. run stuffing defensive tackle Twitter. That's going to yeah. be me. I'm going to be out there standing. I I'm feel bad for them. Dying on that hill. Hire the fatties. Yeah. Yep. Stop body shaming these guys that aren't all that athletic. It's all right, bogus. Be, be listening in the 9 o'clock hour. You'll have your chance to win tickets to see Laney Wilson, Houston Livestock Show and Rodeo on March 9th, so be listening in the next hour. Um, up next, uh, I think the thing, the, to me, we'll, we'll get into a bunch of Casario in the next segment. The biggest thing to me right out of the shoot mentions a prominent Texan by name, Unprompted, and I think, does he give a window into what the approach is going to be in free agency? And if so, how does that make you feel? We will have that coming up next. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. 
Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. 